Hey guys, welcome back to the JRM Sydney podcast. We are excited that you have joined us today. This month, we are exploring our new series, The Invisible War. We pray that you will be empowered and enriched as you listen in to this message. Thanks for tuning in, and God bless always. Hallelujah! Are you just so, are you guys just so glad with Kuya uh, Joey? Joey has been uh, just inspiring all of us. Uh, thank you for his life. And I know um, sometimes he's just doing SR, but we'll do a swap next time. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Are you guys are you guys so cold, I guess? I actually brought, rather than bringing water, I actually brought coffee just to... Uh, make me more nervous. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, even though everyone's nervous in stage, uh, God is always amazing and He relieves us of all these nervousness. Hallelujah. Just thank you for the worship team. Thank you for that. What a wonderful worship. Uh, Sabrina, for her sharing. What a wonderful sharing. Actually, we can now end the service. We're all blessed with Kuya Joby, Sabrina, the worship team. Yon, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you guys. So, 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 has been, has been a while. Thank God for just this um, wonderful month that we have. So, so again, what was our theme? What's our theme for this month? The battle. The battle. The battle on this warfare. It's not only warfare, warfare is actually, a war is actually a long-term, like multiple battles happen within this war. And we all know who is the victor in this war. And whose side are you in? Probably that's the question. (laughs) We already know who's the victor. Jesus is the victor. And hopefully as we go through this today, Learn no, more about how to be part of that victory. Amen? So uh, let's just start with prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Just glorify you, oh, Father. You are our Abba, Father. Lord, so good. Hallelujah. Lord, with, with the, the, this full month that we've lear- we're learning about um, how to depend on you in this battle, Lord, we depend on you in every day, oh God. Even the past weeks, we've been through spiritual battles as well. Thank you, oh God, for sustaining us. And through what we've been going to be learning today, um, open our hearts, oh God, open our ears, our eyes, to know more of you, to know the truth, and to love you more. With the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, the title of uh, my sharing is OPPO. <laughs> um, I'm not sure whether Steve or Trish should know the word OPPO or, or even the young, the young ones who have, uh, uh, you were born here. So, the word, op- uh, the word OPPO, I use t- that title because the title of this preaching is Our Prayer and Obedience. Can you say OPPO? Uh, so, um, for, for those who are not familiar with the word OPPO, the OPPO, <laughs> OPPO, 
The word opo is uh, a very special word. So you have oo, which is yes in Tagalog, but you use oo for like a peer or your level or the people younger than you or same age as you or probably slightly older than you, but not really with respect. It's, uh, it's very casual. Oo is a casual word. And you have the word opo, uh, which you actually use for uh, very close relatives or very close loved ones that's, uh, that you put with honor or respect. But the person needs to be very close because there's another word, oho, with the H. That's actually also used for reverence or uh, respect. But you're not actually really close to that person. You don't have uh, close ties or it's not a relative. So you have oho, oho, for those, uh, for those that's not close. And if you're really close, it's if the person's very dear to you, like a parent or uh, grandparents or relatives or very close uh, uh, people that you put respect with, it's you're gonna use the word opo. So semantics of the Tagalog language. Yep. And um, moving on, um, the past few weeks we've learned about the armor of God. Uh, you have all those uh, protection for battle, what, what you need to wear for battle. So you have the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, helmet of salvation, sword of spirit, and the breastplate of righteousness, uh, as taught by Pastor Jeff. And besides that, if you go into the whole um, chapter or verse, uh, Ephesians 8, 10 to 18, Chapter 18 actually tells that as you actually wear all these armor of God, the next step as, after you wear these is to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And be alert. Be alert. Alert? What's that? Alert? Uh, ah, okay. I uh, still recall. So let's be alert. Always keep on praying. So, even if you wear the armor of God, the next step for you is actually to hold on to pray. Prayer. Uh, going into the next slide is at warfare. You see the guy? Uh, what does he have? There's a long, like, antenna. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a comms. So, every time you do that... Um, use that communications. This guy is really critical during warfare. The, the, the device that he actually wears during warfare is for him to tell the situation, to relay the situation to the leader, to the general, or to, to the captain who's leading the army. And besides that, after relaying all the information, the strategy, the next step will be given to the arm or the people at the ground. So communication, prayer is very important. Very important. No, so as we encounter this warfare, I guess you guys actually have encountered the warfare this past few weeks, is it? Probably with the, your spouse or, <laughs> or, or with your kids or someone at work or not only within the world but also 
within yourself. Things popping out from the computer when you browse, pop-ups here, pop-ups there. Um, well, not only that, even in your quiet time, sometimes devil deceives you, tells you, uh, you cannot do that, you cannot do this, you're not able to do this. You can't, you can't uh, win this battle. That's what the devil tells us every day. But to win the battle, we need the light, uh, right strategy. We receive the right strategy from God, and we need the right resources. That's why we need that full armor. Because the victory that we're going to face, the battle that we're going to face, is not, you're not going to win through an accident. We need Him. We're dependent on Him. Hallelujah? Hallelujah. So, um, in life, not, you're not only going to be, uh, God is not only a general, not only a father. He's also a coach. So, um, if you jump into the coaches, who, who are the familiar probably coaches that, that you are aware of? Coach in sports like coach in basketball. Tim Cohn. Uh, Tim Cohn. Oh, yeah. So, so, and uh, that, that's for basketball. So, you have the one on the right. Who's that? Jaworski. <laughs> All-time favorite. Uh, for those uh, uh, young ones or... Uh, not familiar uh, in the Philippines. This, this guy is not only a coach, he's also a playing coach. So all the guidance as a coach, he guides this team to win this wi game, and the players are dependent on him, not only as a coach, but also as a player. So what an inspiration as a coach. And the other guy on the right, I know probably Stephen Trish, I'm not sure whether you're familiar, Sir Alex Ferguson. Manchester United uh, with Beckham and all the, those guys. So I think some of the young ones probably still remember this. Uh, so he's actually knighted as a sir because he, he's really an awesome uh, winner in leading his team in football uh, for the UEFA Cup. So, but, so you're going to that battle, you're going to that game. Do you leave actually the coach outside? in the locker room, and you guys just play and win that game. You actually need the coach. You are dependent on the coach as you win this battle. So in warfare, sometimes we're actually inside the mess because we actually forget the coach that will provide us the right direction. And not only that, not only that, we also communicate closely to this coach. Look at them. Look at the, how these coaches tell the instructions to their players. They even touch them. How about you? How often do you actually touch and connect with Jesus? Man? And not only that, in Jesus' ministry, as he goes to all the miracles, every time he speak, speaks to people, there's always a priority. It's not the ministry. It's not his apostles. He keeps on connecting to God the Father. He even says, if, if you read the verses here, he goes up very early. All the disciples are sleep, still sleeping, very early, a secluded place. And... 
goes out to pray first thing in the morning. And even the apostles will look for him. Where, where have you gone? If you watch the series, The Chosen, the apostles always look for Jesus because Jesus has gone out, gone out gone praying. Uh, not only that, he even, Jesus even stops the, the healing activities, the ministry activities, just to get the refreshment from God the Father through prayer. And he even escapes the crowds just to connect to God the Father and talk to the God, God the Father. Amen? How about you guys? How often? Morning? Evening? How about in between? Maybe Sundays? How about Monday to Friday? How often do you recharge your phones? He's, he's the charger. We are the phones. We're always going to be that bad at the end of the day. Maybe the middle. Just keep on charging. Hallelujah. Amen. The apostles as well. The apostles as well. The apostles didn't ask, if you go to the Bible, the apostles didn't really ask Jesus. How, Jesus, how do you actually make these miracles? How do you actually heal? Or how do you actually uh, raise the leper and bring him to his feet? Or how do you preach? Lord, they didn't ask, Lord, teach me how to preach. Lord, teach me how to do miracles. Uh, multiply the fishes and loaves. The only thing that the apostles, in, in the Bible, the only thing that written there that the apostles asked Jesus is how to pray. Because they've seen Jesus. For having Jesus's, the corner of Jesus' ministry is prayer. And the apostles saw, saw that. Because the apostles saw, it's written also in the Bible, 25 times Jesus prayed. How, so how often did Jesus pray? And the apostles asked that, how to pray to Jesus. Amen? So prayer is communication with God. Jesus is always knocking at your hearts. How much time you're, or how, much, how often do you actually open the door? Jesus is just always there knocking. How often do you actually open that door? Maybe sometimes through timeouts. So if you're in a game, there's actually timeouts or halftime or, 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 or break. So how often do you take that break and talk to Jesus, talk to your coach? Giving that devotion to our coach, our Lord and Savior Jesus. Getting that direction from God the Father. Being delighted in Him. Growing daily with the Holy Spirit. How often? Every, like in the games, like every 12 minutes, you have quarters in basketball. You have 90 minutes in football. How often should we be connected? Meditating God's word. Not only just talking to God, His answer is actually in the Bible, in the book that you're holding right now. And talking with Him with sincerity and in detail, like the person in the army a while ago, telling the situation in detail to our commander. Yeah. Being sincere, yeah. being truthful of what's happening. And I know you guys actually, many of you guys went through class 101, is it? Yeah. You've learned about Acts. What's Acts again? It's the, how, how to chop that, that prayer. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Uh, Kuei Reggie, 
and Ate Girl already taught about the worship, the adoration piece last Sunday. Thanksgiving is just really acknowledging how God has blessed you. Confession is just repenting and going back to Him. The last part is a, a bit tricky. A bit tricky. Supplication. When you ask something from God. So in the verses right here, it says here, Philippians 4, 6. So by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. The peace of God uh, transcends and make, make sure that we understand His heart. And our minds is aligned to Christ Jesus. Because we know that God is sovereign. You cannot really twist God. I want this. You know that probably there's something behind our minds, uh, hidden agendas. We want God because we want that blessing, not really God. And again, God does as He pleases. And with that, remember class 101 as well? So I'm doing, putting snap, snapshots from your class, or class one, not class one, this, this is actually discovery class. So just a refresher as well. So for those who haven't attended or have been, have attended the discovery class for like weeks or months already, and maybe you guys have forgotten this. As well, there's very, many verses as well, as you ask in our prayers. You might be asking wrong motives. That's why you're not getting the response or the right answers or what you're asking for. And ask, you can actually ask anything. Ask anything, but it should be according to his will, according to his heart. And we need to be abiding Abiding, connecting, remaining in Him, remaining in His heart yes. as we ask. Amen. So again, as you pray, God answers. What, is our, what are His answers? Yes, I will give it to you. Wait. Maybe not now. Maybe after. Uh, and not that. There's something much more. Amen? There's something much more installed for you. Amen? Especially that at the end of the day, even this, something much more, at the end of the day, it will be the best for you. Amen? So, God is the, the vine, our source, and we are the branches. And we need to always abide, connect, like the coach, connect to your coach, like the person in the army, Connecting that communication gear, always connected to God the Father. And as we abide, we ask His heart. And from the message coming from His heart, we abide. So in John 15, says there, Jesus said, If you abide in me, and my work words abide in you. Coming from the Bible, coming from the truth, abide in us. So we follow that. So the word abide means we're connected to the vine. We are dependent. We cannot do anything unless it's coming from the vine. So remember the vine? 
coming the, from the floor. All the nutrients come from the roots going to that vine. And we as the branches are dependent to that vine. Amen? And not only that, it's a continuance. should be every day. Because you cannot be connected to the vine or to the trunk of a tree every Sunday only. You're going to wither <laughs> the rest of the days. And again, as we are connected, we follow. If the vine or the trunk goes there, as branches, we also flow there. So this is why we need to abide. abide. And again, abide. Uh, in your family, do you guys have this? Uh, do you actually abide to each other? Like kids, do you abide to your parents? Or husbands, do you abide to your spouse? <laughs> No, no, no. no we, we abide together. Husbands and spouses abide together in Christ. Hallelujah. So, how is our relationship? Ayon. Ayon. Again, spouses. Why, why when, it's, when, when, when we talk about spouses and husbands, suddenly you, you, you wake up. It's reality check again. Uh, uh, by, by the way, uh, if you guys don't know, actually, 12 years, my wife and I is married for 12 years, actually today, 30th of May. Good. I love you, I love, I, I love my wife, I, I love you, Angel. Uh, but we're not this, we're not this uh, at the back, the picture that you're seeing, we're, we're, not, we're not this. Sometimes, sometimes we get to that. Maybe it's me nagging my wife, probably, most of the time. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm, really, I'm really a bad nagger. But anyway, uh, God is transforming me. Lord, I need you. Transform me. <laughs> every time, uh, every time I, I get this uh, high blood pressure, <laughs> I ask the Lord, Lord, uh, lower down my blood pressure, Lord. <laughs> um, so again, as Jesus is the husband and the church. We are his spouse. How is our relationship? Do we even, maybe we're in the one on the right, just really don't talk to each other. Maybe we're one way, we just nag to God. <laughs> nagging, nagging. And, and maybe God is telling us, but we're already like, uh, I've already heard that. I've already heard that. I've already heard that. Until like, Whatever God tells us, go just go to one ear on Sunday. Then when you go out of church or when you go back to, to your work, workplace or school, goes out. So how is our relationship with God? Is our relationship like transactional? You only go to the... Hey, it's been a while since I've been to the ATM, I guess. <laughs> because I don't need cash. <laughs> because God is just providing through, through the credit card. <laughs> So maybe this picture is not applicable to most of you guys. So, uh, and as you transact to like one credit card or one ATM, if that credit card or ATM is already finished, do you jump into the other ATM? So are we like that? Is it transactional? You just go to God every time we <laughs> need Him. <laughs> and once the cash comes out, then we leave. 
And maybe we have also have a hidden agenda. Are we like that? <laughs> we see God as a, as a source of, only as a source of uh, provision. Only that. What happens if the provision stops? Do we actually still cling to God? Do we only look, do we actually look to God? Or look only to ourselves? Is it His glory? Or is it our glory? Mm. So how's your relationship? So with that, with that, maybe I'll just guide you through probably a chart right here. Uh, you guys probably don't like charts, I don't know. So normally we actually have, we always have this experience, we encounter Him. We encounter Him. Then it goes round, or maybe the other way, we have the prayers, we, have, we learn about Him through the, through the Word, then we love Him more, then we obey, or as we obey, we love Him more, and so forth. So, so this goes around and around. But anyway, this is just a correlation. So as we have this relationship with God, first is, I put the acronym ROLE. Role. The first is normally the first thing that happens is the encounter. So we encounter God. We encounter God. How often do you guys encounter God? Every Sunday? Only on, only on Sunday. We encounter God all the time, guys. Yes. Amen? All the time. Even you don't feel it. <laughs> Definitely when we. We were saved when we had the salvation, when we committed to God. That's probably the first encounter. Maybe some of you guys haven't really encountered God through salvation. But anyway, I guess, I believe, I believe and I pray that most of us already have this encounter of salvation. Not only that, through joy from the blessings that we receive, whatever miracles that happens to our lives, that's our encounter. Not only that, even through suffering, trials, tribulations, when God prunes us because we're the branches, God sometimes prunes us because it's for our own benefit. Suffering, He allows suffering and trials for us to be better. Even through your daily devotion, when you do fasting, when you feel the Holy Spirit with you, you encounter Him, and even through quiet time. Sometimes you're asking, Lord, where are you? But God is actually already changing your heart without you knowing it. Even through the stillness of that wa the water, you're already encountering God without you knowing it. And definitely through other people. If other people cause you pain, you're going to go back to God <laughs> automatically. Ah. Or circumstances, whether it's good circumstances or bad circumstances, we actually run to God. So we encounter all these. We encounter God every day. So that's encounter. So we encounter every day. Next one is learning and loving. So as we encounter God, my encouragement to you is learn more of Him. If you encounter these trials, open the Bible. How did the people in the Bible took the next steps, dealt with these trials 
tribulations. And even in joy, remember your wins? You win and you focus on the win, but you forget about God. You get that provision, but you spend lesser time with God. Yeah. So remember your wins, even your trials. You learn more about Him once you receive that. Not lesser of Him, but more of Him after receiving all these encounters. You want to learn more why you've encountered that, that blessing or that trial. You open the Bible, learn more. Why am I encountering this? What's God's next plan for us? What is God putting in me at this situation? And with that, as you read, the Holy Spirit fills you with more love, with more understanding. And that's the reason why you love God more. Amen? So similar to that, in, 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 for example, in, in my love life with Angel, <laughs> oh, you're suddenly awake when it comes to love life again. <laughs> uh, so I encountered Angel uh, when I saw her uh, love at first sight, or, or when she saw me love at first sight. Amen. I had that encounter, but wow, I had that encounter. I want to know more of her. So I spend time with her. I stalk her. I stalk her. Not stalking, but I want to learn more of her. <laughs> Not stalking. Learn more about her. And as I learn more about her, I get more in love with her. So that should be the case for you guys. When you encounter God, you get when you have that love at first sight with God or you've been refreshed by the blessings or the situation that you're going through, learn more about Him and the Holy Spirit will fill your understanding and from this understanding, you'll get more in love with the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. So that's learning. Uh, loving and learning, there's a next step. There's a next step. So as we go to 2 Corinthians, it says here, as we fight the battles, um, there's arguments and pretensions that comes in. And it actually destroys the, the world or the flesh or Satan himself. Destroys the knowledge that we have with our Lord. And we need to pray. And from the knowledge that we have, from our Lord, we need to take it to thought every day. Put it to our minds. Memorize your verses. Memorize your Bible. Put it to your heart. And be obedient. Amen? So as you learn more about God, as you put it to your heart, understanding Him more, what's the next step? Obedience. Abide. So the next step after encountering him, what's E? Counter. L? Learn and love and obedience. Like, like to a spouse. We encounter our spouse. We learn and love our spouses more. 
and mm. <laughs> we abide, we abide. <laughs> we abide in Christ. Amen? Obedience. Oh, hallelujah. But, 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 as we learn and abide, again, this obedience, if, you, if we go back to slide, where, which slide am I? 21. There we go. Ah, halfway through, I guess. I have 40 slides. Hallelujah. 40. Ready halfway through. 21. Uh, slide 21. <laughs> so we're halfway. Bilis. Thank you, God. Um, again, the outcome of our learning and love is obedience. Is obedience. Not everyone, not everyone who calls the name of the Lord will be will be will be with the Lord in heaven. Because you go pray, you go worship, but you don't do what he wants you to do. You don't follow his will. We know, we know. We know where will they be going. And second one is the test of how we love God is through following His will. Mm. Amen? So the test of how you love your spouses is keeping God's commandments. It's keeping God's commandments. Amen? We love our spouse, isn't it? We love our girlfriends, is it? Uh, the girlfriends for the singles, by the way. And hallelujah, and we love God. Hallelujah. Again, obedience, obedience. Uh, you know, if we go jump into the obedience part, there's actually, if you read the Bible well, we don't only have 10 commandments, by the way. You guys actually have 613 commandments. And if you go into the details of that, in, in the Jewish terms, they call it, mit, is it mitzvah? Or, yeah, mitzvah. Mitzvah says even you cannot, when cooking, you cannot cook meat and milk, milk together. Okay, so that's part of the culture practice, I guess. So milk, milk and meat, so, so you cannot uh, cook uh, chicken a la king or, or some, some other special dishes without that combination. And also in that mitzvah, it says there, you're not allowed to really work on Sunday in a case that you're not even allowed. I heard it from another pastor when he was in Israel. He was taking that elevator and there's actually, the elevator doesn't, buttons doesn't work on a Sabbath day. So if he actually, if he actually wants to see floor, it's like floor 67. So coming from ground floor, what the elevator does every Sunday, it it actually stops on every every floor. So that because that pressing of that elevator will actually cause work. So that's aligning to the mitzvah, to the six hundred thirteen commandments in the Bible. Because working, touching the button of the elevator is a sin because you're causing the work elevator to work. So Sabbath day, mitzvah, and working. So that again. And if you relay that 613 uh, commandments, can we really accomplish this? Even the 10, top 10, or even the top 1, <laughs> you can't really accomplish it. But again, during, when, when 
so if you go back to the Bible, Matthew says there, uh, a lawyer or a scribe went to Jesus and asked, among all the 613 commandments, which one is the greatest? So Jesus says, what's the top one? Top one is love. Ayun, love the Lord your God. With all your heart, soul, mind, strength. That's the first commandment. Second one is ayun, love your neighbor as yourself. Because it says in Romans 13, love is the fulfillment of the law. That's the core of the law. Can you tell to the person behind you, I love you, brother and sister? Ayun. So we can only do these commandments because of because of love. So that's love, that's obedience. And as we obey, as we pray, as we obey, as we pray, we're actually covered in this circle of protection in this battlefield. Do you believe that? Are you covered under God's wings, the eagle's wings. So you see the picture right there. That's a radar. That's a radar. The Holy Spirit fills us. And we have that circle of protection. When the devil sees us, they don't see us. The devil sees the Holy Spirit because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We empty ourselves every day. Once we're empty, we let the Holy Spirit fill in. Amen? We don't empty ourselves and let the evil, evil come in. We let the Holy Spirit come in. Amen? That's why we always follow and abide with Him. Because if we don't abide, we let someone else fill us. So we let the Holy Spirit fill us. And with that, as we pray... As we are part of this circle of protection, not only that, God is protecting the ones that's following His will, following His commandments, those righteous. He always blot, he also blots out the one who doesn't follow or the, the evil one and keeps us away as much as possible from the troubles in life. Amen? Because we're following Him, obeying Him. Amen? And again, we're not on the neutral side. We cannot be out of that circle there. You cannot be lying in the middle like you step out of that circle <laughs> on Monday. And Sunday, maybe Sunday, I step in. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday. So, God's circle of protection through prayer, through obedience. Amen? And I'm just going to play a short video, by the way. Short video. Um, so, OVTR. Coming from, so this is coming from, ah, there's audio. So this guy, so this guy is part of the allies. And he's, yes, see the, all the weapons? Lots of bullets. I have a gun. How much, how much of the enemy you can kill? Jam, jam. You got any 30 cal? I'm out. And his comrade doesn't have any more bullets. Because it's all with him. He's scared. Scared. Doesn't have God with him in this battle. 
and the enemy has already yeah come in to the to the his, his uh, comrades. The enemy has come in. He has the gun. He has the bullets, but but he's he's scared. He's scared of facing the enemy. The enemy is already killing killing the enemy. So this is the allied guy. The allied guy. Look at, look at him. Look at us. We have all the armor of God. But our comrade there, he's already gonna be dying. Because the German guy here. Just no. finish us. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. 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 You can just go up and shoot that, that guy with the knife easily. He has all the bullets. But what? Scared. The only command of the general is to obey. You see, to protect your comrades. But what is he doing? He's hiding with all the bullets, with all the guns. The one upstairs are only fighting with knives. We don't have bullets anymore. And he even faces the enemy. Let evil go away. So, what's the bullet? So, what is the bullet for? What is the gun for? If you're not gonna use it, you have the Bible with you, you have the armor of God with you. So what you're gonna do? Simple command from the Lord: Obey. Fight this war. Fight this battle. But where are you? And which side are you in? Which side are you in? Are you in God's kin side, God's kingdom, fighting this battle? Or are you outside? You're wearing an ally uniform. So part of the army, the Australian army. God's army. But you're not following the command in this battle. So sometimes you ask yourself, why do you actually choose to disobey? Because no one can see you. It's only me. I, rem I remember my young days, I'm a fan of the, the one on the right. <laughs> um, and not only on Sundays. So how often do you work out? How's your, are you spiritual, spiritually in shape for this battle? Men? Because we should always remember, we obey. Because we love God, 
we obey to fulfill His plans for us, and we obey because we are ambassadors. Just Im- imagine uh, if you have a non-Christian friend and he knows you're a Christian. He's definitely having a zoom-in lens on you every day. He's watching on you. Ah, I, know, I know my workmate is a Christian. My classmate is a Christian. And he'll look at you 360 every day to judge you. And as long as we abide in the Lord, we obey, obey, in God, obey, obey to God. These non-Christians will read us. They might not read the Bible, but they read our lives. And we be, we will be ambassadors of Christ. Amen? So, no masks. Show the reality. Be truthful. Just show how we are filled with God. Amen? Amen. And as we obey, we should have faith. In life, God doesn't show all the details of why we are obeying. He gives us sometimes one step at a time, one step at a time. Do this step, do this step. If God wants you to jump, you jump. It depends on what God wants you to do. At His will, at His proper timing, in His time. And we trust in God. We have this faith in the Lord that we obey because obedience is our responsibility and we let God do the outcome of what we're doing. So it's God's responsibility to show that outcome. We just obey. We just obey. Trust in Him. And lean, and we don't lean to what we understand because the mind of God is different. He is God. We will not understand why. We will not understand why. At, at this point, maybe if you look at your life in the past, like for example, if God told me maybe like 20 years ago, 20 years ago my life was, I go out to casinos, go, go, go out to those places with this, um, uh, goes out to... Um, those, uh, not, not rehab, but not, not all, all the way to the rehab, but go, go to uh, drug dealers and so forth. If God told me that I'll be standing here or I'll be serving you guys, I, I will not buy. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It will not really follow. But God, God brought me into the furnace of fire. God brought you guys to the furnace of fire. We've gone through terrible times. His goal is for us to be on, with Him at top, but sometimes we go down the hill. So remember the line graph, for, especially for the young ones right here in your mask. Sometimes you go down. It's okay. As long as you, go, you focus to, the, to God, you'll be going up. So choose that. Rather than choosing the happy life, the fun life, but eventually you're actually really facing down. So choose God. Obey God. Be God's model. And with that, obedience, again, as what I mentioned a while ago, partial obedience is what? 
It's actually disobedience. Or advanced or delayed obedience. Sometimes I'm, just to tell you the truth, I'm one of them. The delayed obedience. So lazy. Um, partial obedience means that if God wants you to give 100%, you give 100%. You don't give 90. You give 100. If you get 100%, the Lord will provide that next 100%. Then you can provide that 200% to God's power. So, if you have a brother or sister that needs help, sometimes God will just ask you, give him help, maybe $10, $5. That's all right. If that's what God asks you. But sometimes your brother or sister, your relatives will probably ask for more. They'll probably need more. Help them. Maybe it's $1,000, maybe $100. With that, what is your obedience to God? Is your obedience only $5? Is your faith only up to that $5? Or is it that $100? What God has been asking for, for your brother and sister, for your relatives. Give that 100%. And not tomorrow, if God wants him for you to act now, in serving God, don't wait for God to come before you serve. Amen? Love in action. Do that action now. Example that love now. Because if God comes, so what, what, what is that love for if God already comes? You're not able to demonstrate it now to your brothers and sisters. So obey. And sometimes do not Go ahead of the Lord. If He wants you to get married, probably not 18, 19. Probably after university, guys. <laughs> For the young ones. Even, even your boyfriend is asking you to get married. So wait. Wait. <laughs> and the Lord is asking us sometimes, wait. I have something more in store. Amen. And definitely oppositions and trials is always there. Amen. Um, uh, um, Kuya, Kuya Foy asked me as well. Sometimes when we obey God, last time we don't obey God, li life is easy. There's no misery when we don't obey God. What they say, uh, ang masarap ay ang bawal Mas masarap ang bawal in Tagalog. What's not according to His will is more joyful or gives us more happiness, pleasure. But again, in this life, we'll be facing oppositions. Okay, maybe it's ourselves, our flesh. The donut comes in. The french fries comes in. It's really enticing. But do we eat that junk food? Or the world, uh, our friends, our schoolmates, tells us to do this and do that? Or Satan deceiving us? So do we obey God? So there's always trials and tribulations as well. We get sickness. We get more fights with our spouses as we obey. 
even on your way to church today, you have this quarreling with your kids or with your spouses. But we know as we follow God, at the end, we will be filled with peace. He will let us understand the situation. We'll be full of joy at the end of the day because this is what's best for us. Amen? Amen. And again, Jesus was at the boat when the storm came. He was probably, he's probably sleeping at, in your situation. And as apostles, really scared. The boat might tumble. How's our faith? Jesus is already there with them. They didn't have that faith because they had Jesus in the boat. And they think that the boat will flip, but they didn't think that everything will be okay because Jesus is with you. And as you obey, Jesus will be with us. Amen? Uh, second video. So a while ago was saving part of saving Private Ryan. Uh. Private Doss does not believe in violence. He does not practice violence. He will not even deign to touch a weapon. You see, Private Doss is a conscientious objector. So I plead with you, do not look to him to save you on the battlefield. <laughs> Say like that. It's a question of religion, fellas. Oh, he's bullet. I think this is Calvis. Plain and simple. I won't touch a rifle, sir. Huh? The duration of the war in the military prison. He was even brought to prison, military prison, because of not holding any guns. I don't know how I'm gonna live with myself if I don't stay true to what I believe. It isn't right that other men should fight and but die. But stayed with what he believed. Sitting at home safe. I need to say, I have the energy and the passion Going to, to World serve War as a medic. What is it you want of me? Without any right in the middle with the other weapon. guys, no less danger. Just while everybody else is taking life, I'm gonna be saving it. I can't hear you. With the world so set on tearing itself apart, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. By the dust, you are free to run into the hellfire of battle without a single weapon to protect yourself. All right. So you, you see that? So not, not shown in the video as well was the part that after he saved many lives, he should be resting 
That's a private dose from the movie Hacksaw Ridge. I guess you guys still remember that movie. So he stood up and obeyed. What God asked of him not to touch the weapon for war. God told him to join that war. And he also followed joining the war, but not carrying a weapon. That probably doesn't make sense. <laughs> but he still followed both. Even he was brought to military prison because of disobeying his superiors. But at the end of the day, God provided for him, allowed him to go, even though it's not the practice of the military to do that. He's the only one who've done, that has done that. And besides that, even though that he went through that military prison, comrades, uh, his uh, troop or generals asked him to go to the prison and stay in prison during that time. After that, even his peers fought against him, bullied him because he was so goody-goody, so, was so religious. But God still paved the way. God still used him to save lives. Not only one life, but probably about close to 70 if I yeah, go back to, to, to history. He didn't even, he didn't even save uh, the allies. He even saved some of the Japanese because it was dark. He was saving everyone who's breathing and he brought them down. <laughs> Look at that. Look at how God used him. Not only for the ones who is part of the team, but also the enemy as well. And after that particular war, he should be resting. But the troop, the troops, his captain, was so inspired of his faith, saw his faith, saw his obedience to the Lord. Even it's Sabbath day, they've asked him to help. And they've even told him, on this Sabbath, the troop cannot go up there. But maybe some of those troops are not even believing in God. But they're, they're believing that with him, they will be having the same faith. And they want that same faith as they fight the next battle. They were inspired of him. And with that faith. They went back. He went back with them to fight that, the, other, the next battle. And what actually saved him as well during that war is he brought a Bible with him as an armor of God. Basically, the Bible, that, that's, that's a small book, small thick book that actually protected him during that battle. Because there was one time that the knife should have gone through but didn't go through because the Bible protected him. So see that obedience? How's your obedience, guys? Is it at that level? Almost? Let's just pray that the Holy Spirit will just fill us with that type of obedience. Amen? And lastly, so again, roll, encounter. L is for learning love. O is obedience. And R, recalibrate. So what do you mean by recalibrate? 
by the way, calling the worship team as well as we end this. Recalibrate. What does recalibrate means or calibration? Um, for the young ones, I think during your laboratory, during your high school days, or even those working right now with chemicals or, or whatever, or in the market, marketplace, not sure whether there's those wet markets here or they have the scale, and sometimes the scale, as time goes by, it loses its alignment. The, it loses its real measure because it's being used day to day. So what does calibration help? So calibration helps us to go back to the standard. So there's a standard weight, one gram, 500 grams. And if you see that picture there, that those standards, they, they call it a weighing standards, it's actually placed in a suitcase. That's really special. People don't even touch it with their bare hands. They use either a tweezer or gloves to carry it because that's really a standard. That's the measurement that we need to go to. The standard. And again, if you remember, you guys actually go into your scale every day. Check on your weight. Is my weight going down? Is my weight going up? Hopefully your weight guys are going down. But again, as we fight this battle, we always need to align to the standard because as time goes by, the weighing scale will probably be not that accurate anymore. So you pray to God. You ask Him. You know more of Him. You love Him, you obey Him. But the question is, do you really know His will? We ask for provision. Give us more blessings financially. But is that the will? Is that God's will for you? You want to be promoted? But again, maybe... God doesn't want you to be promoted in your workplace for the moment, but He wants you to be promoted to serve Him, in serving Him. You know, as we pray, sometimes nothing changes. The waters are very still. But do you know what's really happening? God is changing you and me as we pray. God always wants our hearts to be aligned with His heart. Sometimes the situation doesn't change. The healing doesn't come in. But God heals your heart and aligns your heart with His heart. Amen? And let's be always, let's always be calibrated to the standard who is God. Maybe that's our expectation in life. But God's expectation is this. We align to God's expectation. We align to God's will. Amen? Let's just continue to pray and renew 
our relationship as we pray. Our heart, renew our heart as we know Him more, as we love Him more. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to just fill us in this relationship. Hallelujah. know Jesus went to that ministry in healing everyone in providing that miracle but at the end of the day let's just kneel like Jesus did he went to that prayer remember agony in the garden he was praying to God he was praying to God. He was praying to the Father to give him strength. In the miracles, in facing evil, to do the next steps. He is also man when he was here in earth. And he was dependent on God the Father. And at the end of the day, the purpose of Jesus was to be victorious in this battle. Battle against death. He was kneeling down in that agony in the garden, that garden of Gethsemane. Blood coming out from his... He's sweating blood. And asking, was asking, Hallelujah. Abba Father, he said, Everything is possible for you because as a man, Jesus wants to make everything easy for the next steps. But God the Father told him, you will not have the easiest steps. You will be having the hardest steps. You will be tortured, hanged to the cross. But what did Jesus say at the end of the day? He obeyed God the Father. He knelt down on his knees. Yet, this is not my will, but your will be done. Just imagine that. During that prayer in the garden, he only has 15 hours to live. Kneeling to God the Father to remove this pain. But at the end of the day, he said, Give me this pain. Not your will, but the will of the Father. Amen? And as he carried that cross, it was constant prayer. He was not kneeling one time. He was kneeling when he was scourged. He was kneeling when he was carrying that cross when he fell down. He knelt. How's your knees? Do you fight this battle standing? Or you fight, or will we fight this battle with our knees in prayer? Let's just follow Jesus on his knees in prayer. Hallelujah. And at the last part, he says there, Father, in your hands, I Commit my spirit. He was so he has surrendered his life for all of us. 
if you surrender your life to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus was able to take suffering and death. Hallelujah. And I just encourage you guys, love Him. Abide in Him. Surrender your hearts to Him so that our hearts will be like His heart. We are a child in this war. We are nothing. We don't have anything. We don't have anything because Jesus is our everything in this war. We don't have the strength to fight it on our own. We depend on Him. Hallelujah. Although sometimes we are disobedient, but His death on the cross was the perfect love, the perfect obedience the Father made us victorious to this war. Let's just sing this song. Thank you for joining us in today's episode and we hope that we will have you again in the next one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance, His smile over you and give you peace. Shalom. God bless you.